Hello, and thank you for joining us on Dark FM Radio. We are currently... On the air. Standards are coming thick and fast now. Here's the Bridge City Jazz Men's version of another favorite, Jada. Hail you ghouls and goblins out there. You've tuned into Dark FM Radio. As always, I'm your host, James Blackbone. If you've listened in before, then you know what we do. But if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Here at Dark FM Radio, we tell stories. And not just any stories. First-hand accounts of unexplainable and creepy experiences. Anonymous emails and letters from regular people who claim to have witnessed or experienced something from either the supernatural, some kind of terrifying experience, or just something that just quite can't be explained. So, sit back, relax, turn out the lights, and join us. Our first story tonight is a good reminder that when you're delivering things to strangers, not to forget that they are just that, strangers. And you never know what they're capable of. We'll call this story, The Delivery. I did deliveries for a popular fast food place in my town during the end of my high school years. My friends all had jobs there too, but they purposefully scheduled us on separate shifts to prevent us from goofing off. It ruined all the fun, but the money was still nice to have. Mostly I would have no interesting stories about my work days, but this one night was an outlier. It was the weekend and I was working until 10. The orders were coming in steady, so I was doing deliveries one after the other. I was going in, grabbing the bag, driving to the house, and repeating that process non-stop. I think it was around 9 when I got this order, but I can't say for sure because I was kind of mindlessly running the deliveries at this point. I got the bag and pulled up the GPS location for the address, then started driving. Halfway through the drive, I realized this was taking me in a different direction than usual. I'd been this way before, but there weren't a ton of houses over here, so most orders would be in the other direction. I drove, not thinking too much of it, until I saw on the GPS that I was one minute away. Looking around, I didn't know a single place I could be one minute away from. There was nothing but trees and the road. No houses or shops. Literally nothing. Regardless, I drove until the GPS said I'd arrived, which was just a quarter mile further down. You have arrived at your destination. I pulled off to the side and did one quick look around, just in case I was missing something. Then I called the customer. The phone rang for a while, before they finally picked up. 
Hey, I drove to the address you put in, but it doesn't seem to be right. Can you please confirm the address? I asked, hoping he just made a typo or something. He repeated the address back to me, but it was the same as the one I had in my GPS. Then he says something I wasn't expecting. Wait, I think I see you. I looked up ahead, and down the road, there was a person waving at me. I drove up next to him, but I had a bad feeling in my gut. I rolled the window down, and he immediately started apologizing, saying the address was tricky to find sometimes. He pointed behind him, saying his house was down that road. This road he was referring to looked more like a half-beaten dirt walking trail that went through the forest. I smiled and said it was alright, handing him the bag through the window. He smiled back and thanked me, watching me as I pulled back onto the road and did a U-turn. I looked at my mirror at the man still standing on the side of the road and just thought to myself about how strange that was. Not even a minute into the drive though, something started to feel wrong. My car was bumpy and leaning to the right. And it was getting increasingly worse by the second. It started to feel dangerous to even drive, so I had to pull over. Before doing anything else, I called roadside assistance. How can I help you? I didn't know what was wrong yet, or if it had anything to do with that man, but like I said, I had a bad feeling in my gut, and I wasn't taking any chances. After getting off the phone with them, I got out and looked at my tires. My front right tire was busted, and that was the tire closest to where the man was standing, so I put two and two together pretty quick. I looked back down the road where I came, and in the distance, I saw a figure walking toward me. I hurried into my car and locked the doors. He approached slowly, probably knowing the exact situation I was in. As the man got closer and closer, I contemplated whether or not to risk driving on my busted tire. But by some miracle, a truck came down the road and stopped behind me. They got out and asked if I was okay. I saw the man walking quickly back the way he came. I took this opportunity to tell the man from the truck of my suspicions, and he stayed there with me until the roadside assistance truck came, which was only a minute later. I got the police involved, and I wasn't surprised to find out that the name and address the man ordered with was fake. I don't know what he was trying to do, but making me drive all the way out on an empty road hidden by the forest makes me think it would have been more than just a robbery. Well now, one thing to remember is that as much as we'd like to trust everybody we meet, sometimes it's good to be weary. Our next story also involves a stranger, this time with maybe not so sinister motives. We'll call this one When Someone Comes Knocking. No.
Last year, my roommate moved out of the house we had been renting together for the past four years. By then, both of us had gotten better jobs and were getting paid more, and the house we had wasn't the best, so it was only a matter of time before one of us moved out to get their own place. After he moved, though, I was able to use more of the space in the house and actually just decided to stay there for another year or two. This happened during this time in early December. Our area was going through a week of some pretty bad snowstorms, and the office I worked at allowed us to work from home for a few days if we wanted to. Obviously, I chose to take the offer. I used my old roommate's bedroom as an office and worked throughout the day, but at one point while I was working, there was a knock at the front door. I left the room and checked who it was. There was a man on the porch in a heavy winter jacket. He didn't seem to be a worker or delivery person of any kind, just some regular guy. I opened the door, getting hit by a rush of snow and wind. How can I help you? The man smiled and apologized for interrupting my day, then explained his situation. He said his car got stuck in the snow right on the side of the road next to my house, and he didn't have a phone on him, so he asked if he could borrow mine. Obviously skeptical, I told him to give me a minute, then I closed the door and went to the other side of the house. I looked out the window at the road he was supposedly stuck on. There was a small SUV that looked like it had actually slid into the curb and gotten stuck in the snowbank. Now that I was pretty sure he wasn't lying, I grabbed a jacket and put on some shoes, then went back to the front door. I was still a bit skeptical, but I stood on the porch with him as he used my phone to call his brother, just so that if he did try to run with my phone or anything, I could chase after him or prevent him from leaving. After a quick call though, the man handed my phone back and thanked me, then walked away. I went inside and checked the window seeing the man getting in his car. Thinking everything was settled now, I went back to the office and started working again. Around 7, I felt like I'd done enough for the day and took the rest of the night off. It was then that I remembered about the man in his car and went to check on it, but I was surprised to see that the car was still there and I could see the man moving around inside. It had been almost three hours by then, which made me wonder how he was still there. Maybe he was waiting for his brother to get off of work and pick him up. I didn't know, but I went to the kitchen and made some dinner, then sat on the couch to watch TV. I stayed up until about 9.30, then went upstairs to shower and get ready for bed. I turned the water on and got in the shower, but a few minutes in, there was an abrupt and sudden banging on the front door. It was loud and harsh, completely jump-scaring me and putting me in a fear-induced frozen state for a moment. The banging was so loud, it was shaking the walls, and even across the entire house, I could hear that it was coming from the front door. They were hitting it non-stop, and I could even hear them aggressively shaking the door handle. It was such a sudden burst of chaos that it was hard for me to know what to do. I turned off the shower and quickly got dressed, but as I left my room and walked down the upstairs hallway, 
everything stopped. It was just silent, no more sounds at all. I stopped in place, hearing only the wind from outside and feeling the eeriness set in before I slowly walked downstairs and up to the front door. Nobody was there anymore. I quickly ran to the window, seeing that the car was still there, but the man was not inside of it. Not knowing what to make of any of it, I called the police. When they came, they noticed multiple sets of shoe prints in the snow but they were covered up by the storm soon after. They took the license plate of the car though and found a picture of the owner, and from what I could tell, it was the same guy that I'd helped on my porch. In the following days, they waited for him to turn up, but as far as I know, he never did. It's really disturbing to think about what could have happened that night right outside my door. Was it that same man desperately trying to get in for some reason, or someone else with a more malicious intent? It seems most think that it was the man running from someone and trying to get help, but what happened afterwards is still up for debate. Nothing is really known about that night. Where the man is now and what he was running from are just a few questions on a long list that will probably never be answered. Well, that was very mysterious. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. Well, I guess we'll never know. Our final story tonight is another example of why we should always be weary of strangers and never let our guard down. We'll call this one Come On In. This happened in January of 2020, when I was 18. Over winter break, I had signed up for DoorDash since a couple of my friends were also doing it. I didn't really need the money, as I was in high school and still living with my parents, but it was more to just have something to do. And as a kid, a couple hundred bucks a week was pretty nice. My first few nights went smoothly. I got the hang of it after the first three or four orders, and after that, it was all just the same sort of work cycle. During my second week, I started working more though, getting excited about making money for the first time and trying to make as much as I could. My friends were doing the same, and had mentioned that on days with bad weather you'd usually make even more. So on the one night when snow started coming down, I chose to hit the road and do some deliveries. For the first hour, I was facetiming one of my friends as we were both driving around, but he stopped and went home around 8. It was Saturday, so I could stay out as late as I wanted, but by 10, I was getting a little bored. I took up one more order. I got the bag and drove to the neighborhood it was in. This was just some regular street, 
with very average houses. By now, the snow had covered up everything though, which made it both hard to drive and hard to see the numbers on the houses. I slowly made my way down the street, until finally finding the right address. It was a two-story, typical-looking suburban home that still had Christmas lights hanging on the trees outside. I parked and put my hazards on, then got out. I double-checked that the bag had everything as I walked up the driveway, but as I approached the porch, I saw that the front door was open. Not all the way, but enough to be strange considering it was snowing and cold. I figured it was so I could leave the bag inside the house rather than out in the snow, so when I got up to the door, I pushed it a little bit more open and slid the bag inside the house. But just as I pulled my phone out to take a picture for confirmation, I heard a woman's voice yell from across the house. She asked if I was the delivery person dropping off her order. It sounded like a young woman, maybe even early 20s. Yeah, I put it right here in your doorway, I said, not expecting the conversation. The woman responded right away, saying I could push the door open and bring the bag to her. I knew it was strange to be asking me to go inside their house, but I pushed the door open just to see where they were. Past the entrance, there was a long hallway that led to what I think was the kitchen, and on the wall, I could see the clear shadow of the woman who was presumably standing right around the corner. Oh, uh, where do you want me to bring this? There was a long moment before the woman responded. She leaned half of her body around the corner and showed herself at the end of the hallway, telling me to just bring it over to her and gesturing with her hands for me to come in. But as she went back around the corner and out of sight, I realized that the shadow outline on the wall hadn't moved with her. It was someone else's shadow standing somewhere by her around the corner. I stood there for a second as I felt blood rush through my body. Then I quietly placed the bag down and took a few steps back before turning and rushing away from the house. I stumbled into my car and glanced back at the house as I pulled away. In the front window, the figure of a large man approached and watched as I left. I stopped at a nearby gas station to catch my breath and rethink everything that happened. It was pretty clear by how everything played out that this was some kind of setup but I also knew the police would have nothing but my word to go off of. I did end up reporting it, but when they went to the house to ask the woman about what happened, she denied that anyone else was there, and denied the officers access to search the home for anyone else. So, like I said, the police were unable to do anything at the time. What the woman and the man were trying to do by getting me inside their house is unknown, and I can only imagine that I wouldn't be here right now if I had gone inside without thinking twice. Looks like he made the right decision not to go into that house. A decision that 
may have saved his life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dark FM Radio. Credit our source for these stories, MJV Animations, on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It truly does help us. Thank you again for tuning in to Dark FM Radio. Good night.